Yo, let's go. Episode 50 of RJ Bell's Dream Preview MLB Edition. My name is Taylor Ringle. My co-host Griffin Warner is here. Griff, the big 5-0. 50 episodes in. It is August 22nd, Monday. We got a bunch of games to break down. Best bets. Quick, you know, a couple shout outs to some of our listeners. 50 episodes in. Give me a little recap of how you feel about 50 episodes so far. Go shorty. It's your birthday. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Little we're going to party yeah, like it's your birthday. Got to make sure there isn't some swears coming up. We're going to sip a Cardi like it's your birthday. And uh, we don't give... It's 50 episodes. So uh, let's celebrate. Uh, pop some bottles of, the, of Bub in the club, you know? And uh, I'll take the, the uh, first place in the uh, podcast standings as uh, I won my <laughs> best bet. And, uh, yeah. you know, 50 cents celebrating. I got 21 questions coming up later in the show. And, uh, you know, it's been a really fun time. The, uh, the Blue Jays had a really good series at uh, Yankee Stadium. I think made a big, big statement that they're trying to take that number one wild card slot. Big win for the Yankees today on Sunday. But um, now the Yanks have a really tough one coming up. And uh, I got to say, it's it's nice to be uh, finally back in, at the rightful uh, throne. Uh, and I'm going to try to keep it going. Yeah, it's been a tough series for your boy from New York, Taylor Ringgold over here. The Yankees struggled this weekend. Uh, they've honestly struggled since the All-Star break ended. So that's been that's been fun. Um, I'm on a two-game losing streak trying to bounce back for episode 50 here. So we'll give you our best bets towards the end of the show here. So before we get into our recap series spotlight because our i mean i know for personally for me my series spotlight was insane so before we get into that i'll give a quick uh ad and then we have to give a little shout outs to some of the, the peeps that were tweeting on us this weekend so beat the hitman nfl contest is here five hundred dollars first place and five hundred dollars bonus are you guys ready because this this promo we've been rolling out for a while here so the nfl Hitman earned a profit of 52.65 NFL units last season. For this, beat the Hitman NFL contest. The contestant who earns the most NFL units wins $500 cash. The winner earns more than the Hitman did last year. Then the con- then the contestant winner gets an additional $500. That's $1,000 cash. Enter today. It's free. Just go to pregame.com, click on the contest to find the Hitman NFL contest. Do that now. Also, you know, our boy Griff has been promoting this a little bit as well, but I'm going to do the same thing. Bases 20, 20% off for all listeners who enter bases 20. Do that right now. Okay, Griff, last week on the episode, we talked about how there's a potential – podcast schedule change that could happen for us it could go down to two episodes we're trying to keep it to three we're trying our best here and we asked the listeners to really sh- promote us and say hey look we we want to see three we want to see three because we like three episodes a week and just a, i'm going to read off a couple people we've had some people tweet at us this weekend so uh, keep them coming yeah we have at inch has logic said i need three episodes per week of taylor ringled and Griffin Warner, MLB action. I mean, come on. Soccer pod, soccer is between bowling and lacrosse's popularity. More, more baseball. We got that. We got NMR1312 on Twitter says, 
Keep it three times a week, boys. Love the podcast. And honestly, just as we're about to start recording, we had at Jason underscore Paul three. He tweeted out at Taylor Ringgold. You guys should definitely have more shows per week going into the playoffs, not fewer. This is what we love to hear, guys. We appreciate all you guys tweeting at us, Griffin and I, and pregame. Tweet up. We have pregame as well. Let the let them know. Let everybody know that the MLB edition of RJ Bell's Dream Preview podcast. We want more. We want to give you more. We enjoy this. We're bringing this to you on a Monday. We have nine games to break down here. A lot of fun. It's been 50 great episodes. We want to keep it going towards the postseason and see how our futures do and see how, you know, and see what you guys think. You guys are, uh, you know, we've been saying this all year. We love the feedback. These tweets is exactly what we want. We love hearing it. Um, if you guys have, you know, and we've been saying this too. If there's something we missed not talking about, please tweet at us. We want to hear it, and then we will bring it up most likely in the next podcast. Hey, look, you know, so-and-so tweeted at us that we need to talk about this. Go ahead. We'll tweet at us. We'll try our best to add it in the next episode. But we appreciate those three people that tweeted at us and also the people that haven't yet. We appreciate you still. So we really do appreciate that. I know, I know Griff really appreciates it as well. I do. I do. I really do. Um, love. I, I wish I had a little bit easier time of getting back to people, um, but I'll try to send everyone a little love note when they uh, come, when they show us love, we show them love. We're still popping bottles in the club. This is our 50th episode. Try right, And uh, I guess I'll, I'll give a little rundown of my series spotlight as we transition. Um, I, I picked the Guardians and the White Sox, and uh, they didn't play on Sunday in the rubber match of the series due to uh, some field problems of some sort. Uh, but it was a series split so far. I think good for the White Sox because they needed it. But ultimately, they're still two and a half games back of the Guardians. Twins are, are one and a half back. Um, and it was a big, big series for kind of the whoever's going to make the playoffs out of the Central. I guess it's still possible uh, for wild card things, thanks to uh, the Jays with a good series, winning three out of four in the Bronx. That certainly helps. The Mariners not really doing as much as you'd expect against a weaker schedule, but um, I think all skies are clear for the Guardians right now, maybe not weather-wise in the land, but um, pretty good for them to kind of hold serve at home. I think they would have liked to have won the series with the game today, but they got to avoid Dylan Cease, so uh, not everything's bad for them. That's almost a W in itself, in a way, right? They missed Dylan Cease. They're going to reschedule this this final game of the series at a later date. But I think the real discussion here in this in that series, Griff, Johnny Cueto. What a game by Johnny Cueto! Eight and two thirds, struck out two, walked one, only five hits, no one runs, and then Liam Hendricks got the job done with that one solo out, striking out at the end of the game. Cueto has a 2.58 ERA right now this season. That's insane. Johnny Cueto ain't a young kid anymore. You know, this is the old late resurgence of Johnny Cueto. We we saw him when he was with, you know, the Reds and the KC to the World Series. Then he signs with the San Francisco Giants. Cueto's 36 years old and he's having a season like this. 18 starts, six and five, two five eight ERA. I think having a veteran guy like this in your rotation, right, for the White Sox who have been so inconsistent this year, arguably with the with the Angels on a disappointment level when it comes to performance, 
having a guy like this with a with a rotation that's been banged up all year, that's a huge backbone, a horse that you need. Uh, very surprising too. Very very surprising. Uh, love that series spotlight. My series spotlight has been extremely entertaining. Braves won two out of two uh, W's in this three game series against the Astros here. Man, the one thing I want to say about this series is Grissom. This kid Grissom, Griff, we were talking about before that you wanted to pick him up in fantasy and you couldn't get Oops. to him. I'm Oops. an idiot. Yeah. Definitely not an idiot, but a lot of people are on the same page as with us that this kid's going to be legit. I saw some tweet about uh, about Grissom saying, oh, maybe tomorrow. Oh, guess what? Tomorrow the Braves are going to sign him to a nine-year, $19 million deal, yeah. which is very funny. But Grissom really performed. Uh, the Braves really performed in this game. Uh, they, they won on Saturday. They unfortunately caught an L on uh, on Sunday here. Keedy had a very good game. Uh, Presley with the save. I think what the big concern was was Jordan during this series, right? They took him out. I think it was on Friday, right? Yeah, difficulty breathing, went to the hospital, yeah. and then somehow was in the lineup today. Sketchy, but I guess that's a good sign. Yeah, Jordan, I want to say he went. I'm just looking at the, this box score here. Jordan went five for two, two for five with two five, for, five for two, baby. I've had a couple drinks to celebrate. Okay, I've had I've had three drinks. Fifty episodes, baby. I'm I'm we're drinks. celebrating fifty drinks, fifty fifty episodes. Uh, yeah. So, Braves man, if you're a Mets fan, are you getting concerned now? I, I think you have to get concerned. I understand your your Mets are crushing it right now, four game lead. The Braves don't seem like they're stopping at any point. Big W on I, they just don't lose. They're they've won eight of their last ten. The Mets are the a unbelievable comeback today against the Phillies. Uh, that's a bummer for the Phillies. I honestly think, as of right now, I was texting some of my buddies who are Mets fans, Griff, the Phillies are not going to make the postseason because their bullpen. The bullpen's going to fail them again. I really, really think so. I think the bullpen's going to fail this team. The, the, you know, the, as of right now, the, they are third in the wild card right now. They're trying to get sneak in. I just don't see how it's going to be the Philly in this one. I mean, they need Bryce Harper in the worst way. He'll be back but, soon. But the but the bullpen's scary, man. I know they have they added some pieces, but you know, these starters pitch really well and then the bullpen just can't hold it down. So well, Sir Anthony Dominguez got hurt, um, so that's not good. The nice part is there's three wildcard teams that make it, if I'm not mistaken. And who's going to take that other spot from them? Because the Brewers just lost, I think, three of four at Wrigley. They're one and a half. They're five games back of the Cardinals now. Cardinals swept Arizona on the road. Um, That's looking like uh, my mid-year call of the Cardinals taking that division. I think that might end up happening. Um, Very happy about that. But uh, I just, I mean, the Brewers team, I mean, the Brewers and the Padres. I mean, they did that big trade with Josh Hader. Um, neither of them are doing well right now. Um, Dodgers just keep on keeping on. Now up to eighty four and thirty six. That is dominant. I think uh, my one hundred and ten, or was one hundred and ten or one hundred and thirteen win prediction could could be a little could be realistic. Maybe uh, is that is that correct math or no? Uh, they would need to go like thirty and twelve. So that's going to be hard, but. Possible. Hard, that's possible. 
Uh, yeah, I, they're they're gonna be eighty four wins, dude. That's insane. Yeah, they're they're good. But I mean, the Mets at only seventy nine. I mean, so they're not that far away. Braves at seventy five. I mean, we got some good teams out there. Um, I think to your point, the Phillies don't really have much of a chance, even if they do get in. But uh, I don't think the Brewers do. I think the Cardinals could be a little frisky, but um, I think I the Cardinals could be a serious threat in the world in the playoffs. I really do with that bull, with their bullpen just stacked. Yeah, I I have a little bit of a concern. Gallegos looked good today, but uh, I'm not sure what what he's going to do out there because he was basically the closer, and they kind of chose Ryan Helsley, I guess, Which because right he's been move. awesome too. Um, and I, I think with now that we've gone through our uh, our series spotlights, I think for the most part, it's probably time to get into our our Monday card. And then, uh, as always, best bets will come end of show, uh, and we'll mention the twenty percent code if you guys didn't write it down already. You should write it down uh, as to every time, but we'll give it back to you again. Um, and we'll start. On this beautiful Monday, it's not as bad of a Monday card as it can be at times. And we have those Atlanta Braves. Um, they're streaking, baby. They're uh, going through the card, the, the quad. Excuse me. Bring your green hat. Uh, Jake Odorizzi at Royanzi Contreras. So Atlanta at Pittsburgh. Um, and so the schedule just, just lightens up and gets a lot easier. They won three out of four, or two, excuse me, two out of three against the Astros at home. Now they get the, the Pirates on the road. And Jake Odorizzi, uh, who is not a very good pitcher, uh, but is on a good team. He's a minus one ninety four road favorite over under eight and a half. I don't really believe that anyone named Jake Odorizzi at this point should be favored to that level. Um, <laughs> whether it's an imposter or it's actually him, because he's been uh, trashed to the point where I'm surprised Atlanta even uh, traded for him, but they did, and he's starting. So we got what we got. But Renzi Contreras is decent arm, but Pittsburgh can't really hit. Their bullpen still doesn't have David Bednar back from what I've seen. I don't know when he's coming back, but would love to for my fantasy engagements. If he would actually show up, that would be nice. Um, I would love to bet Pittsburgh here. I just don't know how to do it. Yeah, you know what? When you mentioned schedule, I just wanted to look up. Because I looked up the New York Mets schedule yesterday. Their mm-hmm. schedule's light as can be. It is feathers, just super light. Yankee schedule is super tough. The Braves schedule, on the other hand, these three games in Pittsburgh, then playing St. Louis on the road. Then you get the Rockies and Marlins A's. That's huge three three series right there. So getting off to a good start against the the Pirates, which I think is going to be a um, – I think it's definitely going to happen that they're going to be taking this game. I just – you mentioned, like, Odorizzi just stinks. He's just so damn bad. Uh, you, you, this is the, the reason why you, you have Odorizzi is you, you go four or five innings, try to get five innings, and – they bolstered that bullpen up big time during the deadline, adding Iglesias, and you have Jansen Iglesias and A.J. Minter in that bullpen. Hopefully they don't have to use all three of those guys to get it done for this game, but there's a, a lot of uh, – if you're a Braves fan, like betting on the Braves throughout the rest of the season, really think, focus on that the bullpen's going to be a huge key factor for them winning winning a lot of ball games the rest of the year. Yeah, I still don't think it's as good as the best teams in the NL, but uh, it should get them through a, a series in Pittsburgh. Next, we'll go Cincinnati at Philadelphia. Luis Sessa, uh, former Yankees product or farmhand, uh, at Noah Syndergaard, who I thought was going to start today on Sunday, but I guess that got pushed back. Uh, Syndergaard's a minus 220 favorite, over-unders nine. And so that's a big number for that bullpen that you keep crying about. Yeah, Sessa is not a starter. Sesso, I, I'm pretty sure Sesso's maybe been a starter a few times throughout his career. Uh, he was a Yankee reliever most of the time. 
kind of a fan favorite. Everyone was kind of shocked that he got let go. Um, all right, I'm going to look up, see how many starts this man's had this year. Well, he pitches for the Reds now, so he honestly might – he could probably be their best pitcher because Hunter he, Green's on the IL, and uh, other than Alexis Diaz, who's definitely their closer, even though David Bell won't say it out loud, um, I think that he's uh, going to try to rekindle that that flame from uh, his time in New York, New York. Okay, so um, it's kind of tough to tell because Sessa's really only gone max two innings. And he's only started one game this year. That's it. He started one game this year. He's been a reliever. He's got a 550 ERA. He's had a tough year, to say the least. Very, very tough year. This is a your typical bullpen game. This should be a nice W for the Phillies here. Um, I think Syndergaard pushed his start back because he didn't want to face the Mets. I'm serious. He, he's like a scared of the Mets. It's beyond weird how he just avoids the Mets as much as possible. Well, I mean, he uh, he probably knows that they have a book on him because he used to play for him. And uh, he's he also probably, hates the Mets. He also he's also them. he's also probably just worried about getting that next contract. Didn't he sign a one year deal with Phil, or with the Angels and then they traded him to the Phillies? So he's just, you know, he's he's worried about uh, getting his, you know, yeah, one year, 21 mil. Man, that's, that's a lot of money, man. We could, we could pop a lot of bottles in the club to celebrate our 50th episode for that. Next, yeah. we'll go St. Louis and those hot Cardinals. They're visiting uh, Wrigley Field for what supposedly is a really huge rivalry, but it's kind of dull when the Cubs are as bad as they are. Got Jordan Montgomery. The uh, Yankees traded him away, and all he's done is turn into gold, um, including including shutting them out. I don't think he's given up a run yet as a member of the Cardinals in like two or three starts. He's uh, visiting Drew Smiley, and currently uh, Jordan Montgomery's a minus 159 road favorite. What do you got? Well, just to clarify little notes here, he did let up his first run on August 17th. Wow. So it's three starts, one earned run. You got to love that if you're a Cardinal fan. Um, he's 3-0. ERA under one, whip under one, 17 strikeouts. He's not going to strike out the world here, but the last two starts, he's 8Ks. That's not what I'm used to as a Yankee fan. Yeah, he struck out eight a few times, but not back-to-back starts. Anyway, Drew Smiley, zero faith. You have two Southpaws starting the game here. You have a lot of Southpaws, honestly, starting on Monday, which is kind of funny. You see how many Southpaws are starting on Monday? Everyone. Everyone that faces the Cardinals seems to be left-handed because Nolan Gorman never starts, and it drives I me know. insane. It drives me nuts, too. I saw Paul Goldschmidt's numbers just when I was at work last night. I Pretty good. Pretty sure. 341 average. They think he just hit his 30th home run, I think, and then over 100 RBIs. MVP numbers. Not Nolan's bad. playing great. Not bad. Arenado's playing great. The Arenado and Goldschmidt made an insane play over the weekend. Cardinals dominate this series majority of the time i'm gonna take the former yankee in this game yeah i know he had one strikeout in his uh first start for the cardinals against the yankees yes but i think he just needed to get as far away from that organization and join a real one and then uh whoa shots fired hey i'm not catching that bullshit on the 50th episode and those fans we have a lot of yankee fans on here too Uh uh-uh but but you're right though he needs a little little change of scenery but we we are going to be staying, you know, not as negative. 
Come on in, Yankee fans. I've been fading you for an entire week at the real underscore G Warner. Tell me how much money I've made you already. Next, we go <laughs> Milwaukee at the Dodgers. Eric Lauer at Julio oh, Urias. And uh, this is a panic button situation for Milwaukee. Um, they are, let's see, two games behind, two wins behind the Phillies right now. Looks like a game and a half because uh, they're only one back in the lost column. And uh, they sold Josh Hader, which seemed like a pretty good sell, but their bullpen has been tragic really since then. And now they go to the Dodgers, who uh, win 70% of their games. And that's a scary thing, considering how good Julio Urias has been. Um, Lauer's competitive and probably keeps this fairly close. Um, currently, we see Urias is a minus 233 favorite at home over under eight. And I just don't really see Milwaukee... I mean, their bullpen's not good anymore. They have never really been able to hit. Um, it seems like Andrew McCutcheon dongs is about all they got. And uh, that's a scary, scary thing to think about in a tough place to play like the Dodgers Stadium where they're playing. The, orga- the organist is playing big-time music between every pitch and just throws people off, I think. You mentioned panic button for the Brewers. You can't talk about a worst timing this is horrible timing to press the panic button because you're facing the Dodgers in LA when you're struggling. That bullpen collapsed with the Cubs against the Cubs, man. That was horrible. Devin Williams couldn't find the strike zone. Rogers got out of the inning, striking out Ian Happ, but that was, I mean, Ian Happ also took a fastball down the middle. Don't know what you're doing. Taylor Rogers left that up. Uh, but you have to be very concerned if you're a Brewers fan and you're betting on the Brewers majority of the season. This is going to get tough. You know, you're rolling into L.A., struggling like this against the Dodgers, and then Julio's on the mound for game one. Shit. That's going to be tough. I wonder how Lauer's going to do. Lauer's had great numbers this year. I wonder how he's going to keep this ba- this team off balance. I just don't know. Um, they do put a lot of lefties in the lineup sometimes. wonder how that's going to play out. Yeah, I, I think you want to be a lefty against the Dodgers because that neutralizes Max Muncy, who's been a little bit hot lately. Cody Bellinger had a home run today off of Sandy Alcantara. Didn't really see that one coming, I got to say. Um, but to be fair to the Brewers and all of our listeners in Milwaukee, we're big in Milwaukee. Us, Baxter from Anchorman, big in Milwaukee. But um, I think the Brewers did, they split a series against the Dodgers just last week uh, in Milwaukee, 2-2. So, Maybe they're not as bad as we think, but this is a tough change of venue. There are going to be big underdogs in every game here. Uh, And now we'll move on to the AL portion of this show, and we'll go to the White Sox. And it looks like Michael Kopech is supposed to start um, at Daniel Lynch, but I wonder if Dylan Cease will come in to to make that start. Um, For now, we got the Kopech line. I don't know if Cease was warming up, and maybe they push him to Tuesday. I'm not really sure how that's going to work. But anyway, Kopech right now is my 139 favorite uh, over under is eight and a half. And Dylan Lynch has actually been pretty good. Um, he had some big prospect pedigree when he came up, didn't really deliver on that last year, but it's kind of been sneakily solid, like low key, low key quality pitcher, I think. And Kansas city, you know, they're not playing for much right now other than pride, but I do like Scott Barlow at the end of that bullpen. And, uh, I'm not really scared of the white Sox. I am a little bit more scared when the, the Royal throw a lefty though, because that seems to be the only thing the white Sox can hit. Teams like the White Sox, the Brewers, uh, maybe you can even say the Twins right now. Every game is pressure time. We've seen it over the years. Certain teams, you go into 
end of August into, into the month of September, it gets a little dicey when you're on your heels, knowing that the lead is you're, you're getting farther and farther from the division lead and farther and far, farther and farther from making it as a wild card. Series like this should be easy, but sometimes it goes the other way. I want to say Kopex would have a good game against this Royals lineup. But when you talk about a series, it's, you know, these are the teams like this. The Royals, we're going to see it. The Rockies are another team. Uh, The fucking Diamondbacks, teams that are completely out of it, love to play spoiler. So series like this could be crucial down the stretch and even in the series during the the beginning of uh, this week. We'll see what happens with this game and, and who ends up starting for the White Sox. I don't know that I'd want to fade Dylan Cease if he ends up starting this one. Kopech's been a little bit all over the place this year. And Daniel Lynch, after looking it up, he's got 11 and a third scoreless innings against the White Sox so far this season. So huge. Uh, might be some value on him getting plus 129 right now. Ooh. Uh, I, just, I don't know. I'm not, not calling that as my shot just yet, but okay. uh, I think fading the White Sox is something I'm uh, – forever interested in until Tony La Russa is officially <laughs> not part of the team. Uh, next we'll go to the, the angels visiting the Tampa Bay Rays. Mike Trout returned. Did you see that? Did, did you know that was happening? Cause he kind of came back like way sooner than I thought. I didn't even hear it. And then all of a sudden he was active and in the lineup hitting second and he was still in my IL slot. And there's nothing I could do. Yeah, about I heard it. about that. Yeah. He, he it, it was out of the blue. It was just like, Oh, Trout's back. Yeah, well, Tucker Davidson, who they acquired from uh, the Braves, uh, he's I feel like he's been a decent arm for the Braves, but never really like found a spot in that rotation. Um, Hasn't really been great so far since joining the Angels. But like once you go to that franchise, you're a disaster. Basically, just ask Anthony Rendon. Um, He's visiting Jeffrey Springs in the Tampa Bay Rays. Bullpen's been pretty good lately, despite that huge collapse in the walk-off Grand Slam. And I don't really want to cry on this podcast because it's our 50th and we're celebrating, but that was a brutal, just one of the many brutal losses I've taken. Uh, and Springs is currently a minus 190 favorite. I think he'll have very good success with the Angels and I think the big, the best pitcher's park in all of baseball right now. Uh, over under seven and a half on this one. I don't expect a lot of runs, but I am kind of hoping that the Angels start getting priced like Trout and Otani are normal human beings and that team is good. Because I like betting against the Angels. I don't know if this price is, I feel like this price is monstrous for the Rays and what that offense looks like. But I, I got to say, I, I lean to the Rays here. Yeah, I'm definitely leading Rays. I agree with you. This, this number is almost a $2 favorite. It's kind of nuts. The Rays are a good pitching team. We know the offense is very hit or miss. You know, they their pitching is so, their pitching is not really good. It's consistent. It can get the job done. They can score two runs and try and win a ball game, and you might that might happen against the Angels with Tucker Davis and maybe level a few more than just two runs. But um, yeah, I, I wish it was a little lower to maybe catch my eye here, but be almost two dollar favorite with you know, Springs having a good year. But it, it ain't no you know like Degrom numbers like if Degrom's this one has one ninety, I'll be a little oh, surprised too. Okay, yeah, I mean his his name is Jeffrey Springs. He's probably going five and two thirds. So yes, he's not. I mean that's about the length that Jacob Degrom's giving you at this point. But yes, he's not going to wow you like that. I do. I do think the Rays bullpen. I, I'm not sure you're giving him enough credit because uh, whatever Jason Adam or whoever Adam, he's awesome. His numbers are great. 
Pete Fairbanks, Crazy Eyes is back. In crazy Houston. Eyes, dude. Like most intense guy I've ever heard of. And <laughs> honestly, when he got that double play uh, from, I think it was, I don't know, he walked Aaron Judge, got the double play from Rizzo in this game that I, I, I can't believe I'm reliving it again. But he walked off the mound and just shouted at the the umpire about missing a, a curveball for a first strike. And then it was just chirping him from the from the, the dugout the whole time. And I was like, this is my guy. Like, he's probably going to get tossed here. But I guess he knew he wasn't coming back, back out for the next inning. Anyway, I uh, love that guy. He's important for the Rays. He was a big part of them running the World Series uh, whenever that season one was. A 2020. Ago. Was that yeah. COVID season? Uh, yeah. COVID, yeah. Yeah, fun fun times in this world. I guess at least we're still here. Um, and that's probably enough for the Rays. But I do like that bullpen. It's coming around. As long as Jalen Beeks just stays the F away from me as far as possible. Like It please, seems like you, you just don't want to stop talking about that game. I, I think you need, you, you need to stop talking about it. We need to go to this uh, twin series so you can get your mind off Jalen Beeks. Good idea. We'll go to the Rangers. Um, somebody Reagans, Raggins, Cole Reagans, Cole Raggins. Uh, I think he's been all right so far for the Rangers, and he's visiting Sonny Gray, who's been, who's been pretty hot. Yeah, big wins and losses guy over here, Taylor Ringgold. I think he's, I think he's been I okay know, for, for some see. guy I'd never heard of. Um, but Sonny Gray has been not giving you length, but he's been putting up a lot of zeros so far. And uh, to that end, he's a minus one ninety eight favorite, two dollar <laughs> favorite essentially. Over under eight and a half. I I don't really believe that Sonny Gray's arm is currently worth that price. Um, and neither, I mean, the Twins bullpen, like somehow Emilio Pagan is still pitching. I, I, like it's I, so bizarre. We've seen enough. Like Rocco, come on, man. Like Bishop Hendrick and Hawks. Like come on, guy. Like move on. Like save him for like mop up duty only. I saw he had thirteen and a half ERA. Uh, today so it's what's that two runs in an inning or something or no whatever not good whatever he's doing not it's too good. much yeah um but i don't know like the rangers are, are tough to to figure right now because they i mean they're not going to put a ton of pressure on sunny gray i don't think they do have some hitting in that lineup they've just been a real disappointment this year and uh i think that's enough for me to to be a little bit too afraid of a, a pitcher who i didn't know, even know his first name to start this podcast going into a a, a twins lineup that can hit the ball really hard for your boy Cole over here for the Rangers. He's had 14 and a third innings pitched five innings, four and a third and another five innings after that. So up eight runs in 14 innings. Not great. Not great. Sonny gray has had uh, some good success lately. I guess not. If you want to take out the Dodgers start where you left three earned runs in four and two thirds last start against the Royals, 10 K's in six innings of work. So, how much faith are you going to have him in this game? I, I, I that's a good question. I think the minus one ninety eight is crazy town for for someone Sunny Gray. I know this guy Reagans is not great, but um, yeah, I think that that makes sense. If Emilio Pagan comes in the game, you're going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's game over. It's legit game over. You're not going to win. And Pagan at least, at least. a few years ago was dominant as a Padre. He was dominant a few years ago. I don't know what the fuck happened. Yeah, well, he was a big prospect with the Rays and then never really came on. I feel like once the Rays give up on you, that's not a good sign. Uh, the Padres are like, ooh, yeah, 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 Rays pitcher, we'll take whoever. Yeah, 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 please, we'll give you whatever we can. And then they ended up trading him away. If the Padres are giving up on you, which they, I mean, talk about Fernando Tatis, I don't know, but um, pretty good. So Pagan, 2019, had a ton of work. Pagan with the Rays, 
four and two record, two three one ERA, sixty six games, twenty saves, seventy innings, ninety six strikeouts. It's a sick year for a reliever. Then he goes to San Diego in twenty twenty. In 2021, a 4-5 ERA and a 4-8-3, and now he's at a 4-8-7. He also loves giving up home runs, like a lot of them. He has yeah, given he home- throws fastballs, middle, middle. You know what yeah, big league hitters home- do to that? Hits moonshots. So enough about Emilio Pagan. Guy stinks. Sorry. Right. but stinks. Next we'll go interleague, and uh, a pretty big series here. And as you mentioned earlier, that the Mets' schedule does get pretty easy here, especially going to the Bronx. Uh, Max Scherzer at Domingo Herman. Uh, currently, shares are minus one fifty six road favorite. I couldn't even I couldn't even keep a straight face. Over under seven, so uh, that seems like a lot of faith. Domingo Herman, he's been better as of late. I'll give him that. Um, I don't know how you're betting against Max Scherzer right now, though, or or really. I mean, tough luck. I'm, I'm never really going to feel bad for the Yankees. I'll put it that way. But they're scuffling, and then they draw Scherzer and Degrom back to back. I mean. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. The keeps the hits just keep on coming, baby. Manoa on Sunday, Scherzer Monday, Degrom Tuesday. Not easy. And I also have to say, um, I get it. If you're a fan, if you're like a regular human being, throw throw fucking bows as a, to the Yankees on Twitter. There's no reason John Hammond should throw the absolute bomb of all bombs. He tweeted out at 10.50 this morning. After facing their tough NL East rivals 15 times in 18 games, the Mets finally get a break and get to, to the soft part of their schedule when they play tomorrow at Yankee Stadium. I mean, what the fuck, John? Like, what are you doing? And then the Orioles are roasting the Yankees on Twitter just about 15 minutes ago, so you know, fuck off. Anyway, um, I'm very nervous as a Yankee fan because the bragging rights are right now are in the Mets' favor. They are in the Mets' favor right now, and the Mets are on a roll. Domingo Herman, do I have faith in Domingo Herman? Do I have faith that I can throw a fastball 96 miles an hour? No. So uh, I don't have faith in Domingo Herman. I don't have faith in the bullpen. I don't really have faith in general at all. I mean, you, you can't go four and two-thirds against the Rays and love three runs. You think you're going to go – Maybe five, give me six against the Mets. I don't know if that's going to happen. I'm very nervous, but I might bet on it because I want to see Ooh. the Yankees win. I don't know. I'm I'm maybe sick in the head, and now nice. I might bet on them right now. But what do you think about Scherzer for for Monday's game here? He's been lights out per usual. Yeah, he's great. Uh, the Yankees. I mean, Aaron Judge is really struggling at the moment. Ice uh, cold. That can certainly end anytime, but it kind of shows that if he's not on, they're in big, big trouble. Um, yeah, Domingo Herman, of course, was a star in that 8-7 Grand Slam walk-off. But in looking at Domingo Herman's numbers, <laughs> he it up um, again. he's gone three runs or less in his last five starts. Not bad. One of them was against the Mets. Um, just to throw out that first start against the Astros coming like right off the all-star break. Not great. And second game, a doubleheader, blah, blah, blah. I think he's been better. Um, I mean, some pretty good lineups on there. Get the Mets, Mariners, Cardinals, Red Sox, Tough and teams. Rays. I mean, not I'm all competitive teams that are fighting for playoff spots. So um, I'm not sure that he's like a buy now type of guy, but I mean, I could see Domingo Herman. Uh, the Yankees, uh, excuse me, the Mets lineup, I think they're great. Or the best part about it is that they don't have any easy outs in it. 
Um, I feel like right. the Yankees have a bunch of holes in that lineup, and that makes it pretty easy because if you can get through a slumping judge um, and don't hang a, a slider to Andrew Benatendi like uh, Adam Simber did today, then you kind of got a lot of guys that have a lot of swing and miss in them. And then the like, I mean, Trevino is just gets a hit every time, no matter how softly he touches the ball. He might even breathe on it and somehow lands in the right spot. But I guess that's how the year goes. And if you're a catcher and you're getting on base, it's it's like a dream scenario in this world where only Adley Rushman can hit besides Wellington Castillo and a couple others. Um, wait, Wellington Castillo? No, he's retired. Um, other who's uh, who's the Cubs catcher right now? Wilson. Wilson. Will, 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 Willens. Willens. All right. Wilson. I um. Interesting points here for both these teams. The Mets, I say they're the grittiest lineup. Like they yeah. are just, they just do not quit. They foul off all the pitches. I think what I saw the other day watching the Mets post game show, they are in the top five teams of most foul balls per game. They just work the, the at bats. And eventually, when you have like seven, eight, nine pitch at bats, usually the winner goes to the hitter when you start working the pitchers like that. So that's something that could be really interesting to see against Herman and see how these guys in the lineup can really work out. You know, McNeil loves working the count deep. Marte yeah. does the same thing. And I've noticed the last couple of games for the Yankees, they've had Ben Attendee batting in front of judge. They batted. They did this on Saturday. Ben Attendee batted second with judge behind him. Unfortunately, there was two times, two opportunities where there's runners on. Bennington hits a double play or gets out, and Judge doesn't get an opportunity to hit those guys in. But then, then this happened. This worked today yeah. when Bennington was leading off and Judge batting second, and the different story. There's such a big responsibility for Boone or whoever's upstairs making the lineup to say, like, who's going to be batting in front of Judge that needs to get on? Because that's also a big thing that's having a hard time. Runners, we're not, the Yankees aren't getting runners on base. They're not getting runners on base. They're averaging two or three hits a game. And when you have no runners getting on, that means guys like Judge and Rizzo need to hit uh, extra base hits with nobody on, and it's not easy. And that means the pitchers can pitch a little differently, and they have less stress on them. So can the Yankees get ahead of, ahead of Scherzer? I really hope so. I might take them. Because I really want them to win, and I'm going to pray to the baseball guys that Domingo Herman wins the game for the Yankees. But uh, I'm so I'm I'm almost more excited about tomorrow's game on Tuesday for uh, it says a TBD for the Mets. Well, we all know the grounds will be pitching versus Montos, but um, I'm looking forward to it. Man, tough when you have the four and five starters for the Yankees against the, or maybe five and six starters against the top two for the Mets. But you know that's how the cookie crumbles. I think we've solved it. Just bat Jose Trevino first. Next, we'll go Miami at Oakland. Pablo Lopez at Adam Oler. Uh, Pablo Lopez, who has been really struggling for a while now. Um, and the nice part is he gets to go to Oakland, uh, another great pitcher's park. But then again, he pitches in one at home uh, in his own bed normally. So that's not a great sign. Uh, currently, Pablo Lopez, a minus 143 road favorite. Uh, which is completely undeserved. I just don't know if the A's are are worth backing um, against a major league team. I mean, Miami certainly sometimes stretches the question whether they are one. Um, what do we got on, on this one? Over under seven, so not expecting a lot of runs. But do we think Pablo Lopez bounces back here? Because I've I've been kind of a seller on him a lot of the season, 
he was great for a really long time, but uh, I feel like he's in his his natural second half swoon. It seems to happen a lot to him. Before I add, are you seeing you're we're seeing on our site is Pablo Lopez, but on MLB.com they have Edward Cabrera pitching tomorrow. Mm, interesting. I just wanted to see if if from what you're seeing. Uh, the lines keep changing for this Marlins game as we're talking, which happens, but yeah, so um, I'm seeing Edward Cabrera on Tuesday. It looks like Pablo Lopez is tomorrow. I know they got screwed up with uh, uh, Braxton Garrett going on the IL with an oblique yesterday, and then I think that forced their hand a little bit with Sandy. I don't know. Sandy was probably going to pitch today. Anyway. It's so yeah. weird because on MLB it says Edward Cabrera Monday and then Tuesday Pablo Lopez. So I guess we'll stick with what we're seeing here. It says Pablo yeah. Lopez. We'll yeah. stick with that. Yeah. You know, Lopez has been – unbelievable was unbelievable up until third week in July. ERA has been under three and he has just been getting shellacked by the Mets, the Cubs Padres in his last start. Yeah. The Marlins aren't really going to be playing for much, but they're playing for who's going to be in the rotation for next year. Lopez has definitely been in the rotation for next year. I thought honestly, the Yankees would maybe trade for Lopez and I think things just failed out. Maybe the Yankees saw something different in Lopez, but um, you know, I don't think the double A your double A A's are going to be having <laughs> so maybe. I, I look, I I don't think they're going to have a lot of success against Lopez. Lopez needs a bounce back dominant start, not just a regular start. He needs a dominant start, like we saw in the first half of the year. He hasn't really been going that far into games either. Four and two thirds in his last start. Five and two thirds in his previous. Five innings. He went two and two thirds against the Mets. The last time he went seven innings, at least seven, it was on July 26 against the Reds. So there's something to be said about that. As long like how long he's going to go into the games. We haven't seen a lot of length in Lopez in his last four starts, but we're also playing the Oakland A's here. So put two and two things together. Figure out what your what those you know those side notes there. But um, definitely interesting in this game. I'm very interested how Lopez can battle out these A's. Yeah, I think anyone betting the Oakland Athletics, I think I, I endorse that. I just don't think as we come to the best bets portion of our show that I feel comfortable putting my lead in the line with that. So uh, with that said, I'll give you a promo code BASES20, uh, 20% off for all listeners of this episode. It's good for seven days from the podcast release. So get in there, buy some picks. You can see what I'm coming out with each night before I go to sleep. I try to get that in there um, or plenty of the other handicappers on the pregame.com website. There's uh, a million things coming out. Everyone's putting out football plays all the time. I'm thinking I'll do that too as we get closer to the season. Uh, I'm also doing soccer picks, which I had a really great weekend last weekend. I'm catching up on this one now. Cool. Uh, but get in there. It's a it's a different game, and certainly it's you got to wake up early in the morning sometimes for some of them if you want to watch, or you can just bet it and uh, check your account later and, and take the cash. Uh, but use the code Bases twenty. And uh, we, we get some credit for you guys using it. So please, bases 20, get 20% off, and you got seven days to use it. With that said, I'm going to lead us off with our best bets as I've finally climbed back into the leadership position, pole position. I'm hoping to keep it for the rest of this season, uh, but certainly rooting for two and O's. So Taylor, I hope you're going to win this one too. Thanks, sir. Uh, I've won four in a row, going for five, and I'm going to go a little bit different than I normally do. Um you know, sometimes you got to change things up in this world, Taylor. I'm going to take the Milwaukee Brewers and the Los Angeles Dodgers. I'm going to go under eight runs of Eric Lauer at Julio Urias. I think it's going to be a competitive game, a competitive series. I don't believe 
in the Milwaukee lineup at all. I think Urias will have a very good outing here. Uh, pretty big favorite, minus 233. So probably means they're going to be eight at batch. The Dodgers, I, I like them in a home victory. Um, not for the podcast and the best bet record, but I would suggest if you if you like this play to go with a first five under so you don't have to worry about extra innings and that monstrosity uh, or the ghost runner fiascos because some of those are some pretty tough beats. But I'll go as my best bet, Dodgers under eight uh, for this podcast. Dodgers under eight. We haven't seen an under uh, best bet here in, in a minute here. So, okay. I need a W, Griff. I need, need a, a w. w. We need w. We, we always need Ws here. Yeah, <laughs> Do I be do I do I go with my Yanks? I don't think I'm going to. I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna that do doesn't something. feel like a W to me. Oh, hey now. You're not wrong. It's it's definitely suspect. Hmm. I'm gonna go for the record before you give yours. Uh go ahead. leave people hanging. Um I uh I think I'm one and zero on unders uh, as best bets. So trying to are. improve on that 100% record to get it to to still 100%. You are. I guess you we are. can't improve on it. We just want to extend it. That's what we're doing here. It was Padres Tigers under seven seven and a half. There we go. Two all right. Two really strong offenses. One's going to be in the playoffs, and one that is going to be on the beach. I'm going to go with former Yankee starter here, who's been dominant. Dominant since he's been a Cardinal. I don't like betting on the Cardinals, but I'm going to. I know it isn't that exciting. I really wanted to pick the Yankees here, but I really just don't have a lot of faith in Herman. I'm going to go St. Louis Cardinals minus 151, 159, excuse me, against the Cubbies. Montgomery has been so dominant. The Cardinals are pulling away from the central lead here. Hopefully they can continue it against Drew Smiley, who isn't a big threat. The Cubs have some weird, weird guys in that lineup can act, that can give Montgomery some headaches. But uh, I really think Montgomery's going to keep it going. Really show the Yankees what they're missing. Uh, I don't think Montgomery's. <sighs> yeah, I'm gonna. I'm not. You know, I'm gonna stick with it. Montgomery, let's go, Jordan. Let's go, Montgomery. Let's go. There yeah, you go. can. You can. You can break out your jersey. Um, yeah, break out my UD. There you go. Montgomery Cardinals minus 159. There you go. All right. And I'm doing the Dodgers under eight. You can follow me on Twitter, the real underscore G Warner. Um, feel free to throw any uh, questions, comments, slide in the DMs, do whatever you want. If you enjoyed my 50 cent rendition, uh, I can try to bring it back for the 51st <laughs> episode. Um, and probably if you want to, to boo, you can boo. Um, but ultimately, I'm sorry, Stevie Inch. Uh, i got some soccer stuff coming across my timeline, but uh, there's always a soft spot for baseball. So slide in there if you want. Please, please tweet at us that you want a third episode. We wanted to bring it back for you because, uh, unfortunately, we're, we're scaling back to two uh, unless we get a lot of feedback. So come on, come on, bring it through. That's right, kids. Tweet at us. Tweet at me, at Taylor Ringgold. You can... Hit me in the DMs in any social media platform. My Instagram's at Taylor at Taylor underscore Ringgold. Any apps, whatever. Twitter is usually the best one. We appreciate the people that we we mentioned today. There's a bunch of others that we did not mention, but those are the three that just came across our timelines here. We appreciate all you guys tweeting at us. Keep tweeting at us. We want three episodes. Tell us why. Tell us why you want us to keep going with three. We want to do three. Because we keep doing baseball topics like this. We keep talking about baseball betting. It's great. We love it. Griff loves it. I love it. Pre-game loves it. 
Appreciate you guys always from the great Monday episode. We'll catch you guys on Wednesday. Hopefully my Yankees get a W. Let's go. Let's hopefully they get a W. 50 great episodes, Griff. Unbelievable. 50 great episodes. We've got a ton more to go. We'll catch Bases you guys on 20. Wednesday. Use the code. Bases 20. Right. Bases 20. Catch you guys on Wednesday. <laughs>